Hey everybody, welcome into the We Know Fantasy NASCAR podcast, episode four. We are here to talk about the Auto Club Speedway, the final race at Auto Club, the Pala Casino 400. Uh, joining me again tonight is my co-host Devin. Devin, how's it going? It's going good. Good. So yeah, we're uh, we're back. Another episode. Uh, Auto Club Speedway in the rearview. Las Vegas Motor Speedway coming up for the second leg of the West Coast Swing. So we've got some good stuff for you again tonight. The recap of last week's race. We're going to preview the upcoming race, talk about some bets, uh, just our normal, typical show. And with with that, I guess we'll just go ahead and uh, get right to it. So, Devin, where can the people find you on social media? Um, On Twitter at dbrocious13. And you can find me on Twitter at Master Smithers. Follow We Know Fantasy on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Check out WeKnowFantasy.com for any kind of fantasy sports uh, stuff that you're looking for right now. Any, if you're a basketball, hockey, uh, baseball person, uh, check it out. See what we have in store on the website. Nate is covering golf right now, so doing a great job keeping up with the PGA Tour. So lots of good stuff on the website as well. So with that, let's go ahead and talk Pal Casino 400, Auto Club Speedway. Uh, Interesting race for sure. Kyle Busch, pretty good car, uh, comes away with a victory. Uh, His first victory of the season, second race of the season. He hasn't been at RCR for long, but he is there now, and he's certainly uh, doing quite well. So uh, what do you think about the way that Kyle Busch was able to get a victory for Richard Childress Racing? I think that we pretty much all sort of saw this coming. Like, he did really well in the Clash, obviously finished second. He did well in the Daytona 500 until he got wrecked on, like, the third to last lap. So I wasn't really surprised to see Kyle Busch up there doing well. Um, obviously, he's Kyle Busch. This is his 61st Cup win, so he he knows how to win. But um, it was just interesting, I guess, to see, and I know we had talked about it, that people seem to be more in favor of Kyle Busch than they ha- ever have been before. Yeah, definitely a lot more cheers from the crowd this year when he won compared to the past. you used to hearing a lot of people boo when Kyle Busch ends up in victory lane. But, yeah, yeah you mentioned it. He's off to quite the start this season, finishing on the podium at the Clash. Then uh, even in the dual races for the Daytona 500, he's running up front. He gets wrecked while he's leading. Then in the Daytona 500, he was essentially leading and got wrecked. So, yeah, he's been very impressive up to this point. Has he made a case to maybe be a front runner to win the championship this year? Well, obviously he is a four. Uh, he is a past champion, so he knows what it takes to get it done. But yeah, I think he is definitely one of the only people that has been consistent. Obviously, Ross has been pretty consistent with him. Le- he's leading the points, but uh, Kyle has been up there for non-points paying races and points paying races all season so far. So yeah, I think he is probably the early favorite. Yeah, definitely been running up front making a good case to maybe bring home his third championship. And we just talked too about all these good finishes. Mm -hmm. How many races do you think, uh, what's a realistic number for Kyle Busch this year as far as race wins go? I don't know. I 
still think it's sort of early in like the next gen car. So obviously we had in 21 Kyle Larson won what like 10 races races, that year. But then last year with the new car, it was so spread out that there was uh, 15 different winners, right? 15 15 winners in the regular season. In the regular season. I think they ended with, it might've been like 19 19 or something like that. 19 winners. So it's hard to say that any one person will win 10 races like Kyle Larson did that year. But um, in 2019, Kyle Busch won five races that year, which in recent history is his best, his best year. So I don't think four or five is out of the question for Kyle Busch. Yeah, I could definitely see Kyle Busch. You talk about the next-gen car. Chase Elliott had five wins last year. Mm-hmm. That was the most of any driver last year, the first year of the next-gen car. So, yeah, I could easily see Kyle Busch winning five. I wouldn't be surprised to see him somewhere in that five to ten weight race win uh, bracket. But, yeah, it's a long season left to go. A lot of races, a lot of different you know, road courses on the schedule, lots of different tracks still to come. So interesting to see how uh, the rest of the season plays out for Kyle Busch. Um, he's, he's definitely proven to be a favorite right now going forward. Okay, so also speaking of this race at Auto Club Speedway, big crash in a restart there in the second stage, takes out a bunch of big uh, names, guys that had a decent chance at winning, guys like Ryan Blaney, Christopher Bell, Tyler Reddick, all involved in that accident. Eric Almarola, unfortunately, the guy that I put quite a bit of stock in <laughs> last week, was involved as well. So what would you, what are your thoughts as far as that crash, the impact that had as a whole on the on the day? Yeah, I guess it was just really unfortunate that those people who had been running up front, because it was a lot of people in like the first 10 rows that were involved in that accident. So it was pretty unfortunate to see that. I did hear some, um, I guess when we were watching the race, the broadcasters sort of put the blame for the accident on Joey because they said that he ended up brake checking in the restart zone. But then I did hear an interview with Joey that he said he didn't brake check. He just waited because they have increased like the start zone. So he waited until like the very last second in the restart zone to go. And everyone behind him wasn't anticipating that. And they all started to go before he did. And then it was just sort of a big pile up. Yeah. I think you, you look at what happened there and it's going to be interesting going forward to see if it could possibly happen again. But yeah, Joey just took advantage of the new rule, waited a little longer to restart. And you look at the guys that were right behind Joey, you had Noah Gregson there. Who's a rookie. Mm -hmm. You had Ross Chastain right behind him. Who's a very aggressive driver. So those guys tried to, you know, get a little bit of a jump on Joey accelerate before him but Joey just laid off and it caused those guys to have to hit the brakes. That seems to be what kind of stacked everything up. But yeah, it definitely took out a bunch of big name guys, guys that had potential to run up front. You saw people like Brad Keselowski come away with a top 10. I think that had a lot to do with that accident. There's obviously some guys that 
could have finished ahead of him that maybe would have moved him back the running order a little farther. Guys like Corey LaJoy coming yeah, away with a top say. 15 because Corey of LaJoy. because of what happened there. You know, he's yep. he's uh, he benefited out of that as well. So, yeah, yeah. definitely an impact on the race, uh, definitely an impact on my bets because, like I said, Almirola was kind of a guy that I was – Put a lot of stock in last week, and it just didn't uh, didn't pan out. So one last note on Auto Club before we move on to Las Vegas. Kevin Harvick in the race made his 750th consecutive NASCAR Cup Series start. Obviously a big milestone for him. Not going to quite get to that 800 number. Yeah. Uh, he's going to come up a little bit short here, retiring at the end of the year, but... Still a great run by Kevin Harvick and a great career. He had a great run at Auto Club. Came away with, for sure, a top 10. I don't know. He might have snuck in the top five, maybe. I don't don't remember. I can't remember either. Yeah, it was was close. If he didn't, it was definitely close. So let's go ahead and move to Las Vegas. The Pennzoil 400 presented by Jiffy Lube at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Track facts for Las Vegas. This race is a, like I said, the uh, Pennzoil 400, 400 miles, 267 laps around the 1.5-mile Las Vegas Motor Speedway in Las Vegas, Nevada. Already mentioned earlier, this is the second leg of the West Coast Swing. Las Vegas Motor Speedway has been run twice per season since 2018. Prior to that, it was run once per season every year since 1998. So it's been on the schedule for quite a while. Um, recent winners, if we look back through the recent history, Joey Logano has won two of the last six races at Las Vegas. Then we've got Alex Bowman. He won last spring in the next-gen car. Denny Hamlin, Kyle Larson, and Kurt Busch, all recent winners. Active drivers with the most wins at Las Vegas, Brad Keselowski with three, Joey Logano also with three, Kevin Harvick and Martin Truex Jr. have two. So obviously a lot to digest there as far as recent winners and active drivers. Just pick out one or two here quick and uh, tell me your thoughts. Somebody that jumps out at you in that short list. Um, I would say maybe, well, obviously Kyle Larson, we know he runs well everywhere, but we haven't seen too much out of him recently, but... The like Las Vegas, I think that's his kind of like racing style. So I think that he'll probably do well in Vegas. Yeah, I can agree with that. The one thing that I, the one thing that really sticks out to me about Las Vegas, and we mentioned this, well, we we look at this list: Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano, Kevin Harvick, Martin Truex Jr., Kurt Busch, Kyle Larson, Joey Logano. These are all past champions of the sport. Yep. This is a track where the champions of our sport have seemed to excel. Yep. Obviously, Alex Bowman's name is on the list. He is not a champion, and, and Denny Hamlin isn't mm-hmm. either, but he's still a hell of a good race car driver. Yeah. So I look at the, the list here. Like I said, recent winners, winner active drivers with the most wins. This is a track where I'm looking at past champions of the sport to really excel. Yeah. You mentioned Kyle Larson. I could definitely see it. Uh, Kyle Busch is uh, a big name here as well. He's not on this list at all, but he has won at Las Vegas in the past, and he is on a hot streak right now. Yeah. So 
So yeah, definitely some some guys to take a look at. And with that, we'll go ahead and move into the best bets. So going down the list of our favorites, there's only four guys that are under 10 to 1, 10 to 1 or under. Mm-hmm. Kyle Bush, the outright favorite, 6 to 1. And then Kyle Larson, Ross Chastain, and Joey Logano at 8 to 1. You already mentioned Larson. Um, anybody else here? Uh, I mean, obviously, they're the favorites for a reason. So yeah. uh, what do you think about the other guys as well? Um, I guess Joey sticks out the most to me, but at eight, like plus 800, that's probably not a, enough of a um, odds to for me to look too closely at these guys. Yeah, it's tough because you can make a solid case for any of these guys. Yeah, Kyle Busch on an absolute heater right now. Yep. Kyle Larson, he fits the past champion mold. He was fast last week. Unfortunately, 16 laps into the race, he ends up with an electrical issue. So he was never a yeah. factor, but he still ran fast laps once he got back on the track. Yep. So he's, you know, uh, he's a little more... Uh, boosted up than I would have expected at 800. Then Ross Chastain, last year at Las Vegas, he finished third in the spring race, second in the fall race. So two top threes last year at Las Vegas for Ross. Yep. And Joey Logano, once again, a past champion, the only guy to win twice in the past six races at Las Vegas. So like I said, you can make a case for all these guys, but picking a favorite to bet on, it's tough. I, I'm leaning a little bit towards Ross just because he has been fast. He's yeah. won three of four stages so far this year. Yep. So he's definitely got potential there that I can see. Speaking of Kyle Busch, interesting stat here, and I'll bring it up while we're talking about Kyle Busch and favorites. Kyle Busch is running the trucks, the Xfinity, and the Cup race yep. this week. So I have made a bet on. Kyle yeah. Busch this week. What is it? It is a three-leg parlay. Yep. Kyle Busch to win the truck race, to win the Xfinity race, and to win the cup race. Hmm. You can get that on Barstool right now, 48 to 1. Wow. For him this week, the weekend. Mm-hmm. He's swept the weekend twice before. He's the only driver to ever win all three races at the same track on the same weekend. Yep. Both those other times at Bristol. Hmm. So it's not Las Vegas. He's only won Las Vegas one time in his career out of 61 wins. But I thought it was interesting the way he's racing right now to maybe sprinkle a little bit on there. So I was, I uh, went ahead and and put half a unit on Kyle Busch to sweep the weekend. So Hmm. we'll see how that pans out. Moving on to the mid range, we've got Denny Hamlin, Ryan Blaney, Martin Truex Jr., all at 11 to 1, Chase Elliott, 12 to 1. Christopher Bell, 14 to 1, William Byron, 18 to 1, and Tyler Reddick and Kevin Harvick at 20 to 1. Thoughts on this group? I would say if I would have to pick anyone, it would probably be Chase Elliott at 12 to 1. Like you said, former champion, won five races last year. Maybe not like a contender in really any of the races that we've seen so far, but. Um, Chase Elliott's always good for a win. So if you can get him at 12 to one, that seems pretty good to me. Yeah, that's pretty solid. He did come away with a second place finish last week. 
Was uh, he in second place? Yeah, he, he, he came <laughs> on uh, strong at the end. But yeah, we we had mentioned a couple episodes ago, maybe some uh, apprehension about Chase Elliott. You know, he had the bad clash. He mm-hmm. didn't really show up in Daytona. So it was like, what really is the story behind Chase? I think he proved last week that he can be fast. I think he's in Hendrick equipment, so yeah. he's got some of the better equipment out there. Um, yeah, like you said, he fits the past champion narrative. I I don't mind Chase. Um, I think he he could put together something here. The one other bet that I made here in this area, um, and I'm gonna regret it, I know, but it's Ryan Blaney at eleven to one. <laughs> um, I. I just couldn't uh, not take it. I feel like he's a little undervalued there. Very fast car last weekend. Yep. Denny Hamlin on Actions Detrimental this week on their on his podcast yep. said that if cars were fast at Auto Club, they'll be fast this weekend at Las Vegas. Yep. Chase Elliott, you mentioned him, fits that mold, finished second. Yeah. Ryan Blaney was fast. Yep. He just got caught up in that chain reaction kind of thing had some bad pit stops so i'm looking for maybe a little bit bit of a bounce back and i do have a little bit there uh kevin harvick at 20 he was also at 20 last week i sprinkled a little bit on him he did come away with the top 10 finish but uh i mean maybe you look that way again if he's going to be fast again maybe he can come away with a win at vegas yep so then we got long shots, uh, long list here. I don't know that you have to really look too deep into long shots this week. Cause we did mention this is a past champions kind of track, Yeah. but we'll go down through Alex Bowman, 22 to one, Daniel Suarez, 25 to one, Bubba Wallace, 30 to one, Austin Dillon, Brad Keselowski, 40 to one, Chase Briscoe, 50 to one, Eric Jones, 60 to one. Ryan Priest, Ty Gibbs, 66 to 1. Chris Buescher, Austin Sindrick, and Noah Gregson, 80 to 1. AJ Allmendinger and Eric Almarola, 100 to 1. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., 125 to 1. Justin Haley, 200 to 1. Harrison Burton and Michael McDowell, 300 to 1. Corey LaJoy, 350 to 1. Todd Gilliland, 500 to 1. Ty Dillon, 750 to 1. And then VJ McLeod, Cody Ware, JJ Yaley, 1500 to 1. So, long list. Like I said, I feel like we don't have to go too deep here, but what are a couple names that you like? I guess the two names that stick out to me would be Alex Bowman at 30 to 1, or 22 to 1, and then Brad Keselowski, 40 to 1. Brad. We know that RFK, they're really good on the super speedways, so Las Vegas might not be his type of track. Obviously, he's won here in the past, but um, I think it's interesting to see him there at 40 to 1. And then um, I said Alex Bowman, 22 to 1. He's won here before. He has won at least once in the last six races, so to see him up at 22 to 1 is a, might be worth your time. Yeah, definitely. He won last spring at this track, this very race. So definitely something worth looking at there. The way that I looked at these guys, I was <laughs> when you start from the bottom and go up and just kind of think who could win this race, 
you got to go pretty far up the list before I feel like <laughs> you get to somebody. And you mentioned Brad, and that's kind of where I think I stop at. Chris Buescher, you know, gives me a little bit of a vibe, like maybe because he's got the same equipment as Brad. He typically when one Roush car is fast, both of them tend to be fast. Yeah. I feel like you you normally see both of them up front when they hit on something. Yeah. So Busher, I'm sure his top 10 odds are probably pretty decent uh, if I had to guess. So maybe there, I think a Brad Keselowski top 10, he got, he hit the top 10 last week. I think that's a decent bet there. The two guys that I really want to focus on though, Daniel Suarez at 25 to one and Bubba Wallace at 30 to one. Couple long shots here, obviously. I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on both of those guys because Daniel Suarez, once again, going back to what Denny Hamlin said, Mm -hmm. if you're fast last week, you're going to be fast this week. Daniel Suarez, fourth last week at Auto Club. Yep. Coming into a track here, very similar. I think, I think, you know, you look at Suarez, uh, teammate Ross Chastain has won all those stages this year. They've got fast stuff. So in that case, I'm looking at Suarez. Bubba Wallace, interesting one here as well, 30 to 1. Think back to last fall at Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Super fast car for Bubba. Gets pushed into the wall by Kyle Larson. Yeah. They end up in a fist fight in the infield. Right. So he had probably the fastest car that day. He was, he was you know, on rails. He yeah. had a rocket ship. And he got crashed and ended up, you know, throwing fists with Kyle Larson in the infield. But for him to be coming back here now with another shot, those 2311 cars on the high speed mile and a half tracks last year were very good. Yeah. They swept the Kansas races. Kurt Busch won the first one, Bubba Wallace the second one. Like I said, last fall, Bubba Wallace, one of the faster cars. If they can... Bring that setup back and hit on it again. I could see Bubba Wallace having a very solid day. So so Suarez and Bubba Wallace, I'm really looking at here for sure. Um, I said Brad Keselowski, top 10, maybe Chris Buescher. One other thing I want to bring to people's attention. That is Corey LaJoy. We mentioned him a little earlier in mm-hmm. the show. Way down at 350 to 1. Yeah. He has finished 16th. In the Daytona 500, 14th at Auto Club. Yep. Statistically speaking, and Corey LaJoy said this in an interview this week with Bob Pachris, he said, statistically, Las Vegas is one of my better mile-and-a-half tracks. Yeah. So the first thing that I'm thinking of here is maybe he could sneak a top 10 out here. Yeah. If he brings a good enough equipment, maybe he could sneak a top 10. When I looked at the books... Right now, FanDuel mm-hmm. has a Corey LaJoy top 10 at 15 to 1. Wow. He's actually listed last on the list. So he has the longest odds to finish in the top 10. Even more than Cody Ware. He has the same odds as Cody Ware, Ty Dillon, J.J. Yaley, B.J. McLeod to wow. finish top 10. But obviously, you we've almost seen it the past two weeks. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of value there. And the line... 
I bet it as soon as it came out because I thought it was a mistake. Yeah. I thought it was going to be gone in no time. Yeah. It's still there as of 6.45 p.m. Thursday night. Yep. You can still get Corey LaJoy 15 to 1 for a top 10. I'm definitely sprinkling. Well, like I said, I already bet it. When it yeah. first came out, I already put a little bit on because I thought that's a mistake. They're going to drop that line, but it is still there. Yep. I mean, you look at Barstool, which is a little bit more – I feel like their their lines are a little more accurate, yeah. I think. And on Barstool, he is 8.5 to 1. Oh, so wow. the odds are literally almost in half. Almost double, yeah. Yeah, almost double for uh, a top 10 if you bet it on FanDuel. So definitely check that out if you can. Um, I think, you know, obviously I'm not betting the house on it. It's still – it's still a long, a long shot, shot. Corey LaJoy for a top 10, but the speed that he's had recently, um, you never know. You never know what could happen, so yeah. maybe he will figure it out here at Las Vegas. Yeah, I was just trying to so let's go ahead and move into the one-and-done picks. Uh, once again, Devin uh, came out on top in week two, so she's ahead by quite a bit. Uh, two to zero if you are going by weekly wins. Uh, if you're going by straight up points, she is a whole race ahead of me, 36 <laughs> points. So um, a bad start for me so far. Um, I am uh, 36, like I said, 36 points behind. Uh, Eric Almirola finished 35th for me uh, last week. Only car worse was AJ Allmendinger. Uh, that follows up a, I think, 31st place finish from Jimmy Johnson. So... I need to try to break into the top 30 here at least this week. Yeah. <laughs> um, Devin uh, picking Eric Jones last week. He finished 19th. So the points, Devin has 30. I have 66. Looking ahead to this week, picks. Uh, there are only the 36 charter teams available to pick from again. No part-timers making the trip to Las Vegas. I know there's going to be a couple next week in Phoenix, but that's next week, so yeah. we'll worry about that then. Um, so of the 36 charters, I get to pick first again because my picks have been awful so far, and I really need to catch up, right? I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm a whole race behind. Um, so you're going big. So I'm going to go big. I am going to take a favorite, and I'm going to go Ross Chastain. We talked about him in the favorites Third last spring, second last fall at Vegas. So hopefully he can get me another top three and uh, get me back in this thing. So I'm going Ross Chastain this week. And I think I have some points to play with. So I actually think I'll take Corey LaJoy for this race. Oh, there you go. So you're going to lay back, take Corey LaJoy <laughs> based on uh, my long rant about how I expect him, <laughs> how I'm putting a little bit on him for a top 10. That's not too bad. Not too bad at all. So we'll see how that pans out this week for us. So anything else you want to bring to the attention of anyone uh, can be Auto Club related, can be Las Vegas related before we sign out? I don't think I have anything else this week. All right. So with that, we'll go ahead and sign out for this episode. Once again, you can find me on Twitter at Master Smithers. Devin, where can the people find you? On Twitter at dbrocious 13 and you can follow We Know Fantasy on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Yeah, give me a follow. I have been tweeting out my picks on Sunday morning before the race gets started. So 
If you want to see my final card, it will be available on my Twitter, so you give me a follow there. Um, and with that, we will sign out for this week, and we'll be back next week to talk about the Vegas race and the upcoming race at Phoenix. The Ruoff Mortgage 400, no, sorry, 500 at Phoenix. <laughs> Ruoff Mortgage 500. Uh, talk about the preview sort of of the championship weekend uh, at Phoenix. So should be an exciting couple weeks. But with that, we'll go ahead and sign out for the week. See you guys next time. Okay, see you next week.